And now, The Federal Drive with Tom Temin. Hello and thanks for joining us on this Tuesday, September 14th, 2021, seven minutes past the hour. I'm Tom Temin. Our producers are Eric White and Peter Masurlian. Our digital editors, Amelia Brust and David Thornton. Coming up in this hour of The Federal Drive, how the General Services Administration kept the Pentagon staff operational when the Pentagon itself was damaged. Plus, Housing and Urban Development's Inspector General has a long list of concerns. Those stories and much more ahead during this hour of The Federal Drive. But first, the honeymoon with industry is over for the Biden administration. Nearly eight months into the term, contractor associations are pressing DOD and the GSA for more details and answers about some key initiatives. In his weekly reporter's notebook, executive editor Jason Miller writes about two letters that demonstrate this waning patience. Jason, what's the evidence contractors are losing patience with the administration? I think there's a couple things that are going on here. Number one, Tom, it's been you know eight, eight months, almost nine months into this administration. And I think th- there's always this period where contractors go, OK, let's see. People get named and people get their feet wet and the new political appointees come in and they understand what's going on and the frustrations that, that kind of come with people learning new things. But here we are eight months in, and I think there's a lot of unanswered questions and there's a lot of things that are happening that contractors are going, hold on, hold on, hold on. We have to understand this more because we are primarily affected by these decisions or we should have a bigger input into these decisions. You know, on one hand, Tom, you see something like cybersecurity and the administration has done a really nice job of including industry. But I think on these other issues that have come up just recently, uh, like the cybersecurity maturity model certification program from DOD or GSA's new services multiple award contract, industry feels less than part of the discussion and more about they're, they're just waiting, 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 or being told what's happening. And two letters have expressed that dissatisfaction that you have discovered, and these are particularly significant. First one went to the Defense Department. From whom and about what? So this one came from three associations, the Professional Services Council, the IT Industry Council, and the National Defense Industrial Association, NDIA. And the three wrote to Kathleen Hicks and CC'd all the important people, Deputy Secretary of Defense, and, and, and CC'd a bunch of other important people, including Acting CIO John Sherman and Jesse Salazar, the Deputy Assistant Secretary for Industrial Policy, who's running CMMC, and, and basically laid out in a six-page letter all their concerns about what's happening with CMMC. They talk about the lack of clarity during the review process. There's a lot of uncertainty through the defense industrial base. They're worried that changes to the timeline or the scope or the manner of implementation for CMMC will really impact contractors and there's not gonna be enough time for vendors to prepare for these changes that are coming. There's also concerns, Tom, around the DFARS rule. There was an interim rule published last September, so almost a year ago, and we're still waiting for a final rule. And I think that's also of concern because that DFAR rules is going to really what, what will <clears throat> implement and create CMMC and what contracting officers who write contracts that vendors bid on, or at least they they, they go through the process of awarding contracts, will, will be following and looking to for, for help. Now, what the the associations did was they laid out their concerns, of course, and then they laid out six areas where they believe that DOD could improve. And we have a link to the full letter on Federal News Network, so I'm not going to read you the the six areas. But, Tom, the one thing that I think that they really point out is they need some clarity around intergovernmental authorities, where CMMC relates to the cyber EO, which relates to stuff that, that, that NSA is doing, relates to 
to stuff that FedRAMP and, and uh, GSA is doing. And then the other thing they really talk about, which I thought was interesting, is CUI. There's a big p- portion around controlled, unclassified information and how protecting that relates to CMMC. And again, you can read the entire letter on federalnewsnetwork.com. All right. Well, CMMC was on a tra- trajectory and now there's this pause so understandably they're worried about the speed and what's going to switch on them and then the other letter went to the general services administration this one is came from the coalition for government procurement and this one is, did not get a lot of uh, i think airtime press this was not put out widely i got a copy of it and this one focuses on gsa's new what they call services mac multiple work contract this is the replacement for the oasis professional services vehicle which tom many believe has been one of the most popular and successful government-wide acquisition type contracts i don't think it's officially a gwac because you need special rules around gwacs but this is a you know government-wide contract that anyone can use for professional services and I think what the concern that Coalition for Government Procurement is laying out to GSA is why are you making such a, a, a sharp left turn to for the follow-on to Oasis when, in fact, Oasis was, one, very successful, and two, you already have the multiple ward schedules, the schedules program as we know it, uh, that, that does so much of what this new uh, services MAC is pretending to do or hopeful to do. And in fact, uh, what's very, very interesting, the coalition did a crosswalk between the multiple work contract program and the services MAC as proposed by GSA. It's still in draft, still a lot of comments to be considered. And they found that on 14 of 15 areas, they duplicated. So what are you really getting here when, when but with this new professional services contract that you don't already have, you have one extra area, which is the cost reimbursement type of contract. Very interesting. And I think what the coalition has done is, and I've, you know, we've talked to Roger Waldron many times. He has a show on our network and he's been very clear. Listen, we've, we've tried to reach out. We've had the folks from GSA in, we've, we've tried to express our frustrations or our concerns or our, our questions. And so I think the letter is just the next step in this discussion. And, of course, sometimes administrations listen when big contractor groups get up on their hind legs. Sometimes they don't. Will these letters have impact, do you think? With letters, it's always hard to say. I think from the CMMC perspective and and the three associations, PSC, NDIA, and ITI, I think their goal really was to get Congress to pay attention, right? They're going through the NDAA. The appropriations bills are about to get going, you know, CRs and then then probably some sort of omnibus, I'm I'm sure. And I think what they're looking for probably is to influence Congress to potentially put some language in one of these bills to tell DOD to do something or report something or or kind of be be better, right? And I think from the coalition's perspective, because they did not release this this letter widely, and this was not a, a, a um, effort, I think this is more concerning to them to say to GSA, hey, we're giving you one I don't say last chance because maybe that's not fair, but but we're trying to be very formal about how uh, we are expressing our concerns, and we really need you to react to us or, or to to talk to us in a different way than what's been going on, because we don't feel like our needs are being heard, our concerns are being satisfied. So any chance they'll turn to Congress also for a little firepower? That's an interesting question, because I don't think you see a lot of the Coalition for Government Procurement going to Congress very often. And, you know, this is a weedy acquisition 
issue that I think really affects every agency and really affects a lot of contractors. But again, it's not something that Congress tends to get involved in. What I think tends to happen is I think the coalition raises it up to senior levels at GSA eventually if they, if they feel like they need to, to kind of bring this to their attention. And then, you know, whatever the, the, the end result is, is the end result. But I'm not sure this is something where Congress will get too involved. Federal News Network's Jason Miller. Thanks so much. Always a pleasure, Tom. Check out his latest notebook at federalnewsnetwork.com. Still to come, Housing and Urban Development's Inspector General has a long list of concerns. This is The Federal Drive with Tom Temin here on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.